Good evening and welcome to the ME7 podcast. Neil Harris's Tricky Blues carry on going on. Wow, what a result of the weekend beating Accrington Stanley at uh, at the Wham Stadium. After nine home games, they've been unbeaten. Neil Harris's side rocked up and beat them by two goals to one over the weekend. Goals from Charlie Kelman and the Dane Lollabout scored, secured all three points and put Jill's four points clear of the relegation zone. You'd never have guessed that was going to be happen, happening as, as Neil Harris walked through the door. Tonight, we are joined by Lewis Browning and David Jenkin. Gents, good evening. Um, I mean, it's been an incredible, incredible job that Neil Harris has done. Lewis, we'll come to you first. Um, a brilliant result over the weekend. Just give us your assessment of it. Yeah, evening everyone. Thanks, uh, thanks for inviting me on the show. Um, yeah, I always thought Agrington was going to be a tough one. They, as you said, James, they're great at home, brilliant home form. Um, I think if they didn't have their fantastic at home form, they probably would be a bit further down the table um, because they they struggle away. But it's a different story at the Wham Stadium. And you know, I thought maybe going into the game, picking up a point or anything we can get out of it would be fantastic. And going two 0 up, you know. We were in dreamland, I think, with our recent defensive record and how well we've been at doing at the back since Neil Harris came in. I sort of expected us to see it out. When um, when the penalty went in, you know, panic stations, everyone that's a Gillingham fan knows how stuff like that normally ends. But yeah, they, they held on and they got a massive three points, invaluable really, because of because of where we were, the fixture that we had. And, you know, you can't you can't underestimate how important that, that win is. Yeah, David, we'll come to you then. I mean, Lewis just mentioned there that it was a massive, massive three points at, at, at the weekend. And it was one of the games that we kind of pinpointed in our last run of fixtures that we could potentially get a result. And we did. Just how big a, big a result was that at the Wham Stadium at the weekend? Yeah, massive, isn't it? And I think when you look at the, some of the games we've got coming up, we've still got Sunderland and Wickham to play, uh, Rotherham being the last game of the season this year. Um, I think you're looking at a really tough run in actually to, to a certain degree. And, and this was one of those games that I echo the thoughts of Lewis, really. We had to get something from this game and I'm really happy that we've been able to go away, uh, which has not been our best uh, side mm. of things this season. And we've really managed to uh, steal those three points and, and bring them back home. 
Lewis, Accrington don't like us, do they? That's obviously the third time we've won in a row up there. They, they, they We seem to be their kind of bogey team. It might be even four, to be honest. Um, but we seem to be their bogey team, but we just seem to be able to grind results out against a, a side that usually a lot of sides have said in League One are, are quite tough to go up there and play against. We, we find it a bit of a, a stomping ground. Yeah, I think as you say that, a few sort of sort of games come back into mind. Obviously, the weekend, the, the Regan Charles Cook goal, the Carl Dempsey goal, and as you say, I can't remember if, if it was three or four years ago, but I remember going up their first game of the season and, and winning two nil. Um, where even then, when they came up from League Two, they had a brilliant home record and they were so good at home, and we just managed to get results there. And I think they don't like us for different reasons, given the weekend because John Coleman wasn't the happiest of bunnies and a couple of penalty calls at the end, but. Yeah, who cares? We've got the three points and hopefully um, we can keep up that record in years to come as well. Yeah, David, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know you, if you've seen the, the, the couple of penalty shouts that Lewis has just mentioned. There was one right at the end with, with Jack Tucker that they were most aggrieved about. Um, do, you think, do, you, do you feel Accrington are a little bit hard done by? If I'm honest, no, not really. Um, I, I really don't think that the defender, or sorry, I don't think the attacker was even trying to play the ball at that point. So I think that obviously when Jack's gone up, um, I think it's just a collision that probably shouldn't have ended up happening, I, I grant you. But I don't, yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's not a penalty. I, I think, you know, he's asking for it a bit there. It's They've just got to go back from a penalty, haven't they? Of course, they're, they're going to be looking for those those sort of things at that time in the game and and let's be honest we'd probably uh call for it if it was our if it was our game as well wouldn't we yeah no i agree i agree I, th I think we've had too many times with too many referees at this level that things have gone against us and and sometimes you need when you're down there you need the luck um and uh, but but obviously lewis you mentioned about john coleman's comments in in his interview after the game and and i was listening to it and i felt i felt quite annoyed at it that the fact that he'd not give us any it not given us any sort of real credit where to me it looked like it was a it was a perfect away away performance from 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 the Jules. Yeah, I mean it wasn't you know the game wasn't fantastic in terms of I mean Harris said it himself the performance wasn't there, um, mm. but you know it's about getting results. You know the two goals, two headers. Um, you could argue that Vidane Oliver's goal came from a goalkeeping error on debut. I think the goalkeeper was as well. So as you say, it's a perfect away performance. Um, I suppose. You know, the manager wants to protect his team. He's going to say certain things in the media to to get what he wants out of it in terms of, you know, PR and that sort of thing. But I don't think he's the happiest of bunnies in general, John Coleman. So he always likes to moan. Um, but I, I, yeah, he, he wasn't happy with the penalty calls and, you know, people are going to come up with excuses. But as you say, you know, they're a good team, um, good team at home and we've gone there and, and done well. So although we couldn't get the credit from John Coleman, I think, you know, we'll, we'll prefer the three points anyway. Yeah, that's very true. Um, yeah, David. Obviously, Neil Harris said in his in his post match quotes that he had to kind of um, give the boys a kick up the backside at, at half time, and he said some choice words in there. And I mean, two goals in the second half was was exactly a response he needed. Was do you think that it, it was kind of the first time that we'd seen from Harris not not dig out individuals or dig out the team, but it was kind of this isn't good enough. And and that second half performance must have shown that they've they've gone and responded to the manager, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think, to be honest with you, when you're in the kind of position that we're in as a club, 
Uh, you can't really afford to be giving up games like this, especially when, you know, the game looked like it was really there to be won. We've gone out there and we've we've got those points. But if I'm if I'm honest, I think this season we've very much been a one-half team for a lot of the time as well. We seem to really be able to perform very well in one half and then really drop off in the other. Um, so I'm really glad that in this particular circumstance, we've been able to galvanise ourselves and uh, push on, get those three points. But um, yeah, I think, to be honest with you, I think sometimes you just need to give that extra little bit as a manager, don't you? And, you know, I think when he stays as calm and as collected as he does, um, maybe that's just the, uh, as it clearly seems to be, like maybe that was just exactly what the players needed, just that extra little bit to, to motivate them uh, at the weekend. Yeah, Lewis, uh, we'll, we'll move on to some individual performances from Saturday afternoon then. Um, I mean, since he's coming to the side, Aaron Chapman, he's been, he's been excellent. Um, and he made two outstanding saves on Saturday afternoon to to effectively win us the game. Um, yeah, what have you, what have you made of of Aaron's performances lately? Yeah, I like Aaron Chapman. You know, I liked him before he came to the club. I thought he was a very good goalkeeper when he was at Accrington. Um, and then obviously Steve Evans, I think, took him to Peterborough. Um, he didn't have the best time of it up in Scotland, but I've always thought he's a decent keeper at this level, decent age. You know, um, experienced enough. He was brought in to be second choice. Uh, he wouldn't be playing if Jamie Cumming was still at the club because I think, personally, I think he's the best goalkeeper in the league. But yeah, Chapman, he's not put a foot wrong. Um, I don't know if some people are, you know, maybe comparing him to Pontus Dahlberg, who's really struggled in his sort of appearances he's made. But I really like him. He's a good shot stopper. He's confident with his feet. He's a good talker. Um, I remember going to Colchester in pre-season and the whole game, he was just sort of organising his experience. And as you say, at the weekend, those couple of saves he made, especially, well, they were both brilliant, but the first one for me sticks out. Um, a bit, of, I think it was a bit of miscommunication between uh, Max and Jack Tucker, and Chapman was on hand to you know be that last line of defence that you want the goalkeeper to be and do his job. And he's not put a foot wrong. Um, he's taken his chance, and he's someone that I'm really happy to have in the team at the minute. Yeah, David, we've obviously this is this isn't the first time that we've seen two massive match-winning saves from Aaron Chapman. He, he made one at Morecambe where he, he secured us a point. He's made. Obviously, two on Saturday afternoon um, to, to to give us the three points. Um, could could they be moments that we look back on at, at the end of the season that they they were the moments that we, we we potentially look back on that we've stayed in the division because of this? Yeah, I mean, if if we do stay up, which obviously there are still some question marks, but we're in a very strong position in, in relation to that. Um, I think you know you've got to look at both both goalkeepers we've had this season. You know, um, Jamie Cumming and the job that he did when he first started coming in, I don't think anyone really expected a goalkeeper to be coming in and, and putting in those kind of performances. Um, and then following on from that, um, I'm not really sure I expected, if I'm honest, I don't know about anyone else, but I'm not really sure I expected Chapman to, to do anything. Um, when Pontus Dalberg came in, I thought, OK, this is not going to go well. He's... He's not been great at Doncaster. They've benched him. So why is he coming here? Like, it's just a replacement, isn't it? And then, obviously, for me, that that springs to mind work on the training ground. I would imagine that Harris has probably worked really hard with him and the goalkeeping coach has probably worked really hard with him. Um, and I think that that kind of progress has really shown in his game. And, and as you say, he's been, he's been very vital. And there's been a couple of moments that uh, if he hadn't have made those saves, as I think we saw at Chelton when Pontus Dalberg was in goal, Maybe if Chapman was a goal, different result that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a valuable point as, as well. Is that 
um, yeah, hopefully that Cheltenham result don't don't come to to bite us, um, which I'm I'm sure it won't. Um, obviously, one one of the goals we spoke about Charlie Kelman last week on last week's show, um, but we're going to speak about the other goal scorer on Saturday afternoon for Dane Oliver. He scored his thirtieth goal for the club in eighty seven games, um, and 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 quite it's quite an incredible record, really. If if you look on the grand scheme of things, he doesn't get the love that um, previous strikers. I've had at the club. He's got he's got a better record than than a lot of strikers have had. Um, Lewis, we'll come to you first. I know you are a big big fan of of Big V. Um, yeah, just just give us your thoughts on his performance on Saturday afternoon and 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 what you make of him. Yeah, as you say, James, I love him. Um, I think he's he's a great personality. He's a great player, and you mentioned he doesn't get the love that former strikers of sorts have had. You know, someone like Cody McDonald, um, someone like that. But I think. You know, he's a, he's a target man. He's got more to his game than that, but he's a target man. He wins almost everything in the air. Um, and they're not necessarily as easy on the, eye, on the eye. I don't know if that's why, but, you know, he knows where the net is. Um, he's well into double figures this season. He got 20 last season. It's probably unfortunate that he played his best football, really, behind closed doors um, last season under under Steve Evans when we finished 10th and he got, he got the 20 league goals. Um, but, yeah, I think he's brilliant. His link-up play is great. As I say, he wins everything in the air. And his goal record speaks for itself, you know. I think it's on it's on par with like Danny Kedwell, who obviously got a lot a lot of love at Gillingham. And yeah, I think he's he's a great player. I know he's had he's had some issues off the pitch in terms of living away from home, and he's had a new baby. And I think going off his Instagram, there's been some complications with that. So you know, his personal life isn't isn't helping his football at all, really. But he's he's carrying on. I think his work rate is brilliant, and he he gives us all for the club. And when we're so limited going forward as we are at times. Um, given the personnel we've got, that sort of thing, and the setup we've had to employ to try and secure our defence a little bit. I think he works hard and he's feeding off scraps. And, you know, I'm really happy he got his goal at the weekend. Yeah, David, I mean, Lewis mentions about just just how hard um, Verdain already works. And he scored he scored near enough 20 goals in, in the lockdown season, should we say. He's, he's, he's contributed to, to near enough double figures this season. Um, he's, his game, in, in terms of not just goals, but but work rate is is the best header header of the ball in this division by 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 a country mile in terms of forward play. Um, what do you make of of a day? Yeah, I mean, I I'm a I'm a big fan. Uh, similarly to Lewis, um, I think my biggest issue really is is I don't think it's down to the player that he is. I think it's down to the players around him. Um, and if we look how drastically that's changed from last season to this season, I think that really tells why his goal tally is probably not as high as it was last year as well. If you look at uh, Jordan Graham giving him the service that he was giving him last year with all those crosses coming in and, and being able to put things on a plate for him. He was last year and the year before he was the um, he won the most aerial duels in this league by 200 or so. It's phenomenal. Uh, this year, not so much because there's not as many crosses coming in and we're playing a very different style. Um, and I think even under Evans, you know, we're, we're starting to play a style with two strikers where he's sort of expected to bring the ball down and knock it on to someone else. The trouble with that is, is that obviously earlier this season when you've got two young 19-year-olds that you're trying to rely on to do that, typically you need a more experienced player to do that. Um but I will say, like, I, I think he's really positive in, in the way he is as a player. Um, and yes, of course, every player gets setbacks, every player gets form setbacks. But if you look at what has happened recently and he still continues, 
what I quite like is that you can start to see, especially in home games, you can start to see that grit and a bit of anger. Like when when things aren't quite going his way, you can see that he's kind of getting that determination, which is really, I, I think, is really important for someone to get. And it really makes him get back into that game. Um, and, and it actually probably has saved us a few, uh, like got us in there for a few goals at times as well, just to, to have that little bit extra aggression. Okay. Right. So, um, we're just about to play the, the, the post-match interview for Neil Harris. Just before we do, um, the statistics um, so far, before just before Neil Harris took the job, we've played 28 games. Um, we've got 19 points. We were 10 points adrift. As it stands from yesterday, we have played 40 games. We are 37 points and we are four clear of the relegation zone. What an incredible job this man has done. Um, so let's hear, hear from the boss after Saturday afternoon. You say we deserve to win the game. Um, on, on, on chances, I thought it was very wasteful with possession in the first half when we got into good areas. Uh, at, look, first and foremost, Accrington have had a great season so far. And I know they'd be disappointed today, but um, you know, the, the um, unbeaten run they've had at home, won the last four games, um, beat a lot of really good teams. We knew it was going to be a real challenge. We knew it was going to be tough today. Uh, we knew we'd have to stand up physically. And I've got to say, for the majority of the game, we did. There was a few choice words at half-time from myself about our lack of quality and the physicality of a couple of players that didn't, didn't do enough for me first half. But uh, key moments, goalkeeper. Key moments, great saves. Other end, two clear-cut chances. We put the ball in the net. And, and football's about scoring goals at the key times and winning games. And, and, and today... Credit to my players for finding a way. You said to us on Thursday that you hoped the moments of quality belonged to us, and at both both sides of the field, that appeared to be the case. Yeah, and I could say goalkeeper man of the match for me. And I thought it was excellent. I thought my centre forwards were really good, and the goalkeeper was excellent. Um, I let the rest off in between because they've been very good since I've got here. Um, but at key moments, you need your goalkeeper to stand strong, and, and, and he did. Um, and centre forwards, Charlie Kelman, I've talked about before, he's got the ability to score goals at this level, I, I, I believe, if he's got the confidence in himself. And, and, and Big V, he's a handful and just showed his aggression and what he's about um, going up against the young goalkeeper. Uh, Stuart O'Keefe had to come off. Uh, is that just, just a precaution? Uh, well, no, you know Stuart, yeah, yeah, he doesn't really do precautions. So we'll have to assess how his knee is in, in the coming days. Um, uh, delight for Dan Phillips to get to get on the pitch and by hook or crook he gets an assist for a goal for Verdane. Um was Dan who put the ball in wasn't it yeah you know it wasn't his finest of balls and he's, he's technically a very good player as we know but you know he gets an assist so it's, it's great for him to get minutes um, after not being involved for the last three. Right, welcome back to the show. As you just heard, that was Neil Harris following Jules' 2-1 win at Accrington Stanley this past weekend. Another great result for the Jules. And for once in the middle of the week, we have some Jules-related news that isn't related to a game. So I don't think anyone actually expected to come out of the club today. It is the news that former England and Reading player Nicky Shorey has taken over the, I want to say, vacant role. I think it's been vacant for the past decade. But um, the role of uh, Chief head of recruitment and he is basically going to be the man who comes in and assesses everything that Neil Harris wants from his squad. Neil Harris will tell him the type of player he wants and uh, Nicky will go out and try and find that player. And uh, I say vacant position. I don't think I've ever, I've, in my lifetime, I don't think I've ever actually heard of a Gillingham employee having the actual role of head of recruitment. I think we've always had, a, you know, you think of like Andy Hessenthal and Peter Taylor who have been involved in the club as directors and they've done sort of in and around that sort of role, if you want to put it like that. But uh 
I think it takes you back to what Neil Harris said when he first walked through the door about the ambition, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch as well and growing everything around it. And uh, this is a good sign of uh, that ambition. And it's definitely something that, you know, with, with all due respect to past managers, we've had a, a lot of signings over the past two or three years where you'd say a good half of them, if I'm being a bit harsh, haven't really been what we've been looking for and haven't turned out that way. So hopefully now we have a new head of recruitment in Nicky Shaw, we will be able to sort of thin the line between quality and quantity and not just having players for the sake of it and actually finding the best ones out there. I'm sure Neil will be working closely with Nicky to do that. But Lewis, um, as I said, it is something we've not really experienced too much as Jules fans, having someone in that actual role. But it's definitely a, a nice point back to when Neil Harris first came in. He said he wanted to improve things on off the pitch. It's a good start to that. Yeah, it's a nice move. Um, as you said, we've had directors of football before, but you know, the last couple of years, Steve Evans and Steve Lovell, they've just sort of done it all themselves. And it's not always worked out, uh, particularly under Steve Evans. You know, for every Kyle Dempsey, there was a Lee Hodson. So there are a lot of players like that. But yeah, I think Harris, you know, he's he's a managed at a higher level than us and he knows how to run a football club and he made it clear he wanted a head of recruitment in. And he's got that, you know, Paul Scully's delivered and sorting that out for him. So you know, it's nice to sort of take steps to becoming that proper sort of structure you want at a football club and having that sort of structure and it's good and as you say them they're going to work closely together they've got a lot of work to do over the summer with you know the volume of players out of contracts and the turnover that the squad needs really um they've got a lot of work to do and hopefully it's 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 some good work yeah david it's important to to factor in the fact that neil harris in this run we've had recently has been doing it with quite a depleted squad a squad that bar ben thompson he hasn't been able to add to and uh now we've got someone in the head of recruitment. You look at what he's done with this group of players where, as I say, a lot of them had injured. None of them, bar Ben Thompson, are his signings or anything like that. So it makes you quite excited for the future and the sort of players that him and uh, Nicky can come together to try and find out to hopefully push us up League One rather than try and get us back into League One. Yeah, absolutely. I think, to be honest with you, only time is going to tell with this sort of appointment, as, as you guys have alluded to. It's, it's something we've not really had here before. Um, so I think it's going to, it's going to take time to, to bed into that role anyway, isn't it, for him to figure out what exactly this means. Um, and for us as fans to figure out what this means for us going forward. Um, I think, you know, as Lewis has alluded to there, I think the biggest thing for me is about recruitment for next summer. Um, are they going to be working to keeping some of these players on contracts? How how hard are we going to keep? Uh, how hard are we going to work to keep some of these players on contracts? Um, when do we decide to make those kind of decisions? And it'll be really interesting to see how quickly they start to to, to move for those recruitment drives, uh, especially with uh, I imagine a lot of players being released from academies and and, and from other sort of. Um, you know, Premier League teams and Championship teams potentially releasing players this summer. It'll be interesting to see how we go on the factor of recruiting or, or scouting those players for potential first teamers next year. Yeah, we are going to talk about some of the players we have out of contract, and uh, it will come to no surprise for Gillingham fans that it is a rather long list, as it tends to be after every summer. But before that, we're going to just finish off the whole Accrington recap with a review from a fan who's been sent in. So we're going to play it to you now and get his thoughts. Hi there, this is James giving my video review of Saturday's match away to Ancreton Stanley. Um, we were very, very good, I thought. Um, I thought the Jills um, acquitted themselves really well against a really good side. Um, they could have been on the beach already for their holidays, but they weren't. I think I think Ancreton really looked like a side in form, looked like a team who'd been, um, you know, had, had played well at home recently, and they certainly did so again. And if it hadn't been for a fantastic performance from Aaron Chapman. We could very well have been out of sight, um, you know, around the sort of 50 minute mark, 60 minute mark. 
Uh, I thought he played fantastically well. Um, some early doubts about him, but he's really acquitted himself well since coming in under Neil Harris. Um, I thought that we played very, very well to a man. Um, I thought uh, we looked good in possession. Uh, I thought the front two linked up really, really well. And it was wonderful to see both of them get on the score sheet. Um, Kelman has looked a, a different player um, under under Harris. Um, and uh, and Vidane Oliver was just his usual tireless self, wasn't he? Uh, cracking little cameo from Dan Phillips as well. I thought he played really well at the end. And uh, it, it wouldn't be Jill's, would it, if it, if, uh, if it was uh, made easy at the end. Uh, when we went 2-1 uh, down and there were seven minutes, I really, really thought that we would, uh, we would concede an equaliser. But this team is made of tougher stuff. Um, and I think under Harris, we, we look stronger. Um, James Keel there, his thoughts on the win at Accrington. Now, uh, we are actually going to just look, a look forward to Saturday's fixture at Sunderland, a, a destination which is frightening in its name, but uh, some of the results they've had at home this season, not quite as frightening in uh, reality. And we've had a few decent results up there. We do love a 2-2 draw, especially when we equalise deep into injury time, as some, such as the norm when we go there now. But you look at some results they've had at the stadium, like they've lost to teams such as Doncaster, who obviously we all know the season they're having. And the way we are playing, specifically away from home, we seem to be playing a lot better away from home than we are at the Priestfield. And that's just something we've not been used to too much over the past few years. But uh, it's definitely a place where like, I think if you're a team who's just been promoted, it can be a bit daunting going to the stadium like, for the first time. But we've been there a good two, three times already now. We know what it's about. We know what the atmosphere is about. And we've gone there before and got positive results. And uh, given some of the other fixtures this weekend, some might see it as a free hit because you look at AFC Wimbledon, who just sat their manager today, but they travel to Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough to take them on. Do you really expect them to get anything there? I'm not so sure. So you can sort of think of it in one sense, the free hit that we can probably afford to lose. But Lewis, I'll come to you first. I think given our record there recently and the fact that they can be one of those sides who their fans will let them know about it if they're starting to crack under the pressure, where who says we can't go there and get another positive result and continue the journey to safety? Yeah, I think it's spot on. I think teams like Sunderland, you know, they they don't expect to be in League One. So their fans will let them know if they're not performing and there's a lot of pressure on them to get a result um, in games like against people like ourselves. Um as you say, we've been up there a few times now. I remember going up there for the 4-2 when they first got relegated and it was daunting. But now, like you say, you know, we've done it a few times. We've had a few good results there. Um, it was the last away game before the lockdown, I think. And yeah, we, we shouldn't be scared. Um, they've done us a favour in recent weeks. You know, they've had positive results against the likes of Fleetwood and Crew. But we're the team in form. Um, you know, there's no pressure on us, really. As you say, it's essentially a free hit. Um, games against Sunderland aren't going to define our season. I know we're fighting for points, but, you know, we've got games against Hackwinton or Fleetwood, for example, that they're the games you want to win. So it was, it was, it is almost a free hit. Um, they're fighting for playoffs, but they've not been as good as, again, as everyone thought they were going to be this season. So the pressure's on them. Um, we're playing good stuff away from home. They're, they're not great at home, so I don't see why we can't, we can't try and get something from it. And David, just finally from you, as we head towards the end of the show, as Lewis was saying, it's something we can go there and get a positive result as we have done in a few in a few past seasons. But I think specifically if we can get a win here with the momentum we've been pushing, it could be a huge result as well and a statement result at that. Absolutely. Um, I think any result um, a place like the stadium and the like could be massive. And I think for our season, I mean, I have to disagree with both of you, gentlemen. I don't think any game we've got coming up as a free hit for, for any kind of reason. We're in, we're in the position where we are. Sure, we're four points uh, off the relegation zone, but all it takes is for those teams that are below us of games in hand, all it takes for a win for, say, Wimbledon, if they were to, you know, Sheffield Wednesday, we've had a few upsets. 
uh, this season. So it, it's possible uh, that, that those sort of upsets could occur. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, to be honest with you, I'd be happy with a draw at the weekend. Um, I wouldn't be happy with a loss, but then I don't think anyone would be, would they? But um, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think a draw at the Stadium of Light would be a, would be a really positive result for us and it would show um, the direction that we're heading in. Um, and the, the positivity that Neil Harris has brought to the club. 